Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one. And find verse 18. We'll read through verse 23, and I'll preach to you in the moments remaining in the service here for about the next uh, 18 minutes. Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, this is New King James Version, saying, verse 19, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, the fast of the tenth, shall be joy and gladness. Everybody say that. Shall be joy and gladness and cheerful feasts for the house of Judah. Therefore, love truth. Love what? Truth and peace. Thus says the Lord of hosts. People shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall say to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Verse 22. Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem. And pray before the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days ten men from every language of the nations shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Father, thank you for your goodness towards us. In the moments that remain in the service, I pray that you touch every hungry heart, every man, every woman, every child, be brought low and you be glorified and magnified. Anoint these lips of clay, God. Burn your word in our heart, I pray. And release all that's in your heart towards us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about revival because uh, we're in one. And... um, now, you might not know it from the size of the congregation today, but we're full. Uh, we fill and use this building as much as we can. And uh, it's like a bathtub. You know, you can only get so much water in whatever size bathtub you have. And so we have multiple services, and we will add more services. And praying about that in the fall, when we should add them, how should we do that? And... Um, I did have somebody tell me, you know, you got to be careful you don't burn out. I've found that when you run in your lane and do what God called you to do, it releases an invigorating power of the anointing. The, and what is the anointing? It's the God enablement, the God empowerment to be imbibed by the Holy Spirit. And when you're running in your lane, it releases power to you that you wouldn't have if you were doing something that you, that you, that you weren't supposed to. Does that mean, I don't mean sin. Obviously, sin blocks up and holds back any anointing. But I mean doing things, you know, moving forward in your life. I, I, I'm so glad to be 50, how old am I? 53. I feel like I'm 23, except early in the morning. Yeah, just got to get some of that oil going. I feel like a young buck. Amen. And uh, I hear Pastor Vince praying in his heavenly language over there. And I have found at the, at the, in the role that I'm playing as the senior man here at 
Alaska and now over California that I'm able to not do some of the things that I did when I was younger that wore me out. The counseling generally wears me out. Other people get really motivated by counseling, just can't wait to counsel people. It's not my favorite thing to do unless the person's really submitted and hungry and they listen. But what I've found mostly is the opposite of that. So uh, some people have a gift of mercy. I have a gift of judgment, so I'm, you know. <laughs> Amen. If you want mercy, you talk to Pastor Vince. He'll help you. You want judgment, you can talk to Minister Ava. She'll help you. Amen. This guy's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've been able to run in my, my lane more now, and I'm finding as I'm doing that a fresh wind of the Spirit of God coming on me. Because you're going to preach. I mean, how many times did we preach here last week? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, it's basically seven, eight. So currently, I'm preaching eight, eight services a week. So somebody said, you're going to wipe yourself out. You know, no, 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 counseling wipes me out. Preaching's the party, man. This is the party. This is like, come on. I mean, I just can't wait. Let's do another one. Just feel like a dog on a bone, a chicken on a June bug. Just come on, somebody say amen. And they're like, oh, wow, we get to do this again. Let's flow in the Holy Ghost, prophesy. Let's let, let's let God show up and heal people. It's amazing. What brought us to Alaska? Somebody said, "Why'd you move to Alaska?" I have only one answer for that, and it's a, I, I, God moved us to Alaska. He spoke to us, and we obeyed somehow. And then we moved here, and I thought those you know at first it was terrifying. Then we moved from Kauai. Yeah, Kauai and the Hawaiian Islands. We moved from Kauai. We lived there. I lived there for 14 years. Somebody said, man, God must have spoken to you left Hawaii. Listen, I would highly advise you not to go anywhere unless God speaks to you. You should go where God directed you. And so the Lord gave us an open vision. Spoke to me. Said in the same way that the golden oil of Zechariah flowed. So the, as the pipeline They'll flow the golden oil of Zechariah again. There's a great revival coming to Alaska. And, and you're to go and be a part of it. Well, we were in Kauai minding our own business. Having a, I mean, like, the place was busting out. We had two extensions, multiple services, all kinds of leaders. I mean, we had a 16-acre or 14? 14, 14-acre 14 piece of property we are going to build a building on. And we are just like, whoa! In the middle of that, I, I felt like, I felt like uh, you know, what's his name? The preacher guy, and I think I need a juice. <laughs> Samaria. Come on, what's the preacher? Philip, thanks. You're awesome. That's why you're on the front row. <laughs> Philip, I felt like Philip. He's in the midst of revival. And, and the Lord speaks to him and says, leave. I mean, he's like, he's at every evangelist, pastor's dream. An outbreak of God is taking place. The, the local warlock got set free. You know, the power of God, signs, wonders, the apostles come. And it's right there in the book of Acts. And the, in the midst of that, the Spirit speaks to Philip and says, go to the desert. I felt like that. I mean, I mean, we'd go to the beach on our day off and like get a little bit of a burn and swim a little bit. Maybe, you know, surf a little bit. Eat some pineapple, hallelujah. Get a locomoco in the morning if you don't know what that is. It's the nearest thing to manna is a locomoco. 
Eggs over easy, lots of gravy. Come on, and the gravy just running down. Oh, thank you. Is there anybody else fasting? All right. And in the midst of that, God says, go to Alaska. Well, I mean, it was like, whoa. It was so real, so loud. And we came here by, by, by a sovereign declaration and a decree from heaven. That's what brought us here. I didn't come here because I like the mountains, and we do like the mountains. And then when I got here, I thought those poor Hawaiians. <laughs> because this is like the this stinking promised land. Come on, somebody say amen. This place is lit. This place is amazing. Right, if you're called here. If, if you're not called here, you hate it. I mean, we've had people come and just, you know, fill a role on staff for a season. They're freezing cold. I mean, they're freezing cold in summer. They're freezing cold in the fall. They're freezing cold in the winter. And they're freezing cold in spring. And then I remember seeing this one beloved sister. I walk in, it's springtime. It's one of those springs where it just dumped a foot of snow. And it was like, you know, 70 degrees before that. And it just, boom, foot of snow. I, I, I see her secretary and I look up at her and she's like. <sighs> I said, oh, God. Are you okay? She's all, no. I'm like, okay, you got like cabin fever. Come on, come on, let's go. And we, we pulled her out and we threw her in the car. We went and visited a church in Delta. And she's like, I hate it here. I'm always cold. Yeah, she's in, back in Hawaii. <laughs> For me, you couldn't pry me out of here. God brought me here. Anybody else in the right place? You know you're in the right place. The prophetic word over our state that we would be a forerunner state, that we would be used by God to lift up Jesus and his power would come and that the glory of the Lord would ooze on into Canada down in the lower 48 and into Washington and into, into um, that left state, California and, and Oregon. So well, how, do you, how do you know revival's taking place? First of all, let me say, it's, it's, a, it's a perception. I perceive it is. So let me, let me say this. This text is so powerful. Uh, let, let's take a look at it. The, the context is, if you go and you look at uh, chapter 7, verse 3, it says, should I mourn? Should I mourn and fast on the fifth month? Now, how many of you know what the fifth month is besides Karen on the front row and her husband? It's the month of Av, okay? So that's basically, now I've talked to you about this prayer and fasting, 21 days we're in the midst of, and somebody said, well, I haven't been fasting. Well, you can start. What should I stop eating? Well, actually, fasting is more about an attitude. And so how about just try fasting negativity? Try, try to, no, no. How about fasting being a jerk? Amen. <laughs> How about fasting, just saying nasty things all the time? You mean as a cuss. How about fasting that? And that'd be a great start. Come on, praise break. You guys look like you're baptized in lemon juice. Come on. Hey! True fasting, false fasting, I've taught on it. It's really an issue of the heart. And so they would fast on the, on the, on, and Av, ninth of Av is the, the worst day in the history of Jewish history. It's the day when the spies came back and brought a bad report. Two of them, Caleb and Joshua, brought a good report, and the other 10 brought a bad report, spread the report, and as a result, had to wander around in the desert for another 40 years. Can you imagine being Caleb and Joshua? What is wrong with you? I, I mean, they preach, you're like, no, the God's will, shut up. God's well able, if we, come on. He can do it. And it says there in Numbers 
We seemed like grasshoppers in our sight. And so we were as grasshoppers. And let me just say this. The per- your perception of God and what he's doing in the earth is right for you. In other words, how, if you perceive a distorted perception of who God is, then you will have a distorted manifestation in your life. Your inward experience will create your outward reality. Or I should say it differently. I should say your inward reality creates your external experience. If you believe that you can have peace in the storm, it doesn't matter what storm you face, you'll have peace. If you believe that God is with you, walking with you so you could make it. Come on, I go and I get on airplanes. I'm never worried. I, I, I once got on, went to get on an airplane and I was super concerned as I felt like an angel push me. And I was like, whoa. And then I checked, Lord, is it okay to be on the airplane? And I felt like, no, it's not. Something's going to go wrong with the airplane, but not now. You can get on the plane. I thought, okay. A week later, that plane crashed, killing my friend. I didn't have the whole picture. Listen, I, you ought to ask God about everything you do. And you don't, you don't have to be like a weirdo about it. That sounds terrible. You don't have to be a weirdo about it. Oh, it was terrible. Yes, the plane crashed. But I want to talk about the weirdo thing for a second. Because some people are just fruitcakes, like, like charismaniacs. It's like charismatic, charismaniacs. I mean, there's like, they're nuts about everything. And usually they don't have, they're, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Then there's some people who are so earthly-minded that are no heavenly good. You, you know, you really need a balance, and, and we endeavor to, to walk in that place. I better get back to my notes. Ninth of Av. Ten bring a bad report. Two bring a good one. We seem like grasshoppers. Whatever you perceive yourself to be, that's exactly what you get. If you think yourself a jerk, you'll walk around with a big J on your head. You think of yourself as a loser, then you'll act like one. Come on, what you believe in your heart, as a man believes in his heart, as a woman believes in his heart, so he is. So if you start understanding who God is and what he has done, you start moving in that dimension, it releases his kingdom. The release of his kingdom is revival. So, I mean, when how many, 3,000, what's the number? How many people now? Three, 4,000 people give their hearts to Jesus since, what, January, whatever it is? Since February 1st? Just, just here. We're not counting anywhere else. I mean, you know, there's some, there's some just different souls, and John's keeping soul count. Went to El Paso and through some people that he trained and through his own efforts with his son, 935. I'm sure it's more than that. 935 people led to Christ. I mean, how is it when somebody gets on a plane, takes their own money, flies all the way down, goes right to the belly of the beast of where the people were shot just a few days later, shows up in Walmart, him, this guy right here, walks right into Walmart and starts leading people to Jesus. He texts me when he's on the ground, sick so far, but I've only been off the plane for an hour. How does that happen? That, that's, that's, that's somebody who's been impacted by the Holy Spirit who understands truth and is so driven by God that just can't help himself. I mean, he's got a gift of the evangelist, so not everybody has that gift. But I think everybody can be a soul winner. They would fast on, on the ninth of Av for grief 
of the rejection of not going into the promised land after 40 years, wandering around. Praise God, their soles of their sandals and their shoes, their clothes didn't wear out. 40 years. Can you imagine hanging with somebody that, that hindered you from going into all that God? I'm Listen, don't be, ever be unequally yoked with, with knuckleheads. Don't marry an idiot. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Now, if you have married an idiot, then, that your, then your ministry is to get them on fire. Praise God. You pray, you fast. God can turn the heart of the king like a water course. So they would fast and they would pray. And so in, this, in the context of this Zechariah 8, in chapter 7, verse 3, should I fast in the fifth month as I've done for so many years? It's the month of Av. And this, that question, should I fast, is the question posed. And, and it's answered by a series of words from the Lord. And uh, in chapter 8, verse 1 through 17, there's these seven oracles that are declared, and we're going to get into the text here for just a few minutes. Seven oracles are declared, and each one is preceded by the praise that is what the Lord says. He, says. he says it over again, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I want you to say that. I'm going to bless you. So the text we read, there is three short sayings. And the message of these sayings are, are first of all, that God's going to change things from, from sorrow to joy. That what does revival look like? What what he's he's basically describing the outpouring and revival. So what does revival look like? It means that people that are filled with sorrow now have joy. That's one an aspect, and that's what's happening here. I mean, I could go on to tell all the testimonies. The second thing you see in verse 19, this is what the Lord says: fast to the fourth, fifth, seventh, tenth month will be joyful, glad occasions in the NIV, happy festivals for Judah. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. Do you know what that's a picture of? Truth. Thy word is truth. If you'll fall in love with the word of God, if you'll meditate on his word, then he'll make you successful in all that you do. If you don't get the word of God down in the city of your soul, come on, you won't know. Many people don't understand what God's will is because they don't read the word. If you'll read the word and you get truth down in you and begin to live it, that will produce peace. So many people are looking for peace. So many people are looking for help. So many people are looking for breakthrough, but they don't get into the word. Somehow they've just dismissed it. Get in the word every day. Where do I start? You can start in the Psalms and Proverbs. Read the New Testament. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read it again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read it again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Let, 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 let Jesus walk out of the pages of Holy Scripture and to come inside your life. And, you know, when you're, you're there and you read about them being in a fire, try to feel the heat. Try to imagine what it would be like to watch Jesus making a whip. Try to imagine what it was like. Lazarus, come forth. Get the Word of God just churning in you. And listen to good, powerful preaching, not some dead, torn up by the root teaching. Somebody suggested a, a podcast to me, so I went and listened to it. And man, I'm going to tell you something. That dude could throw down with all kinds of like incredible current sayings. You know, like lit and I can't think of any other ones. And, 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 
as I listened to it, it was all these sayings that were like cute and awesome and it rhymed and it was like so tight and, you know, awesome. I thought, man, what a communicator. And it's like 25% of the way in, but the acid test for me is the word of God. So I'm hearing some word, but not much. And then the other thing is, I'm not hearing much word. Dude can communicate. And then I'm like, there ain't nothing on it. There is no unction, no, no anointing, no presence, no power. I'm not being moved by my spirit. My ears are being tickled. It's good. It was scriptural. It was like lit. But, I, but it wasn't, there's something wasn't stirring on the inside of me by the Holy Spirit. If you'll meditate on the truth of God's word, it'll release peace to you. And this word peace is shalom. Shalom. More people are reading the word than ever before around here. More people are having more peace all the time. There's miracles breaking out on the right and the left. You say, not for me. Well, then why don't you look at your own self in the mirror? Because it's not my fault. I'm just a delivery boy. Now, I could, I'm going to go deeper in God. I'm going to go deeper in God. I'm going to get more and more power and unction, anointing. I'm going to go deeper. Anybody else going to go deeper? Yeah. But if you don't have a move of God in your life, it's not God's fault. If you're not hearing his voice, why don't you go back to the last thing he spoke to you? Try obeying that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on there, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 I start feeling the Holy Spirit. Lord, you're worthy. 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 Oh, y'all sound beautiful. God's releasing his power all over the place this morning. His word is truth. If you find circumstances, situations, physical ailments, you find things in your life that don't line up with truth, beat the fool out of the thing. Through prayer and through action, the promises of God, you stand on them. And when you do that, it releases peace. You say, you don't know the kind of battles I've been in. No, I don't. But I have been in my own. We've been through much, maybe not as much as others, maybe more than someone else. It's not a, how many battles we've been through, you know, contest. The truth is all of us are going to go through some sort of rejection, some sort of hurt, some sort of painful thing and death. It's it, welcome to being a human being. You just keep doing the right thing. You keep, you keep submitting to God, resisting the devil. You trust him, understand that he's causing you all things to work together to conform you to his image. He's trying to make you like him. 
Some of you kick and scratch and all the way. It's way harder if you kick and scratch. This goes on to say in verse 20, Thus says the Lord of hosts, People shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. My, my wife was telling me a testimony of how this precious lady was running into uh, folks everywhere she went around here. We found the people that running into people from the church are filled with joy. There's another person. You know, you must love Jesus. Oh, yeah, I love Jesus. Where do you go to church, Kings? <laughs> There's another crazy joy-filled person. <laughs> There's somebody else who's got some good fruit. You know, we, uh, we ate at Red Robin, and um, it's interesting that the lady that waited on us has waited on us quite a bit recently as I brought guests there when everything else is closed and, uh, you know, go and get a burger, that kind of thing. And um, she knows us now. She, kn she knows us. She knows our name. She knows how I, she knows we want Diet Coke. She, 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 she knows us. She knows that we don't eat a lot of carbs, and she knows I like blue cheese. You know why she knows us? Because we tip big. Oh, I'm just telling you. You do? Yeah, yeah, we do. We tip big. So they're like, oh, hey, hey, that's a preacher guy. I want that table. Come on, that table. Yeah, why would they do that? Because you wait on us, you're going to be blessed. We're going to bless you. Even if you're mean, you're still going to, you know, we're going to convert you. We're going to get you sweet. We're constantly after them to, like, bless them and get them into church. And while we're sitting there, someone else comes. He used to come and sits down, starts crying. I mean, it was like a little slice of heaven. And I just said, man, girl, you need to get back in church. She goes, well, I love the Lord. I said, I know you love the Lord, but you, you're not meant to serve God by yourself alone on some island somewhere. You need the body of Christ. God is bringing, you know, there's people that drive from Anchorage. I'm just going a few more minutes and I'm done. People that drive from Anchorage. You know why? Because the church that's alive is worth the drive. And I know there's, there's other churches perhaps that are alive, but I'm telling you we're in the midst of revival, and I don't even believe it's just here. I believe God is pouring out His Spirit on the valley. In fact, the economic reports have come out. They're not so good for the whole state. We need to see a turnaround, but they're really good for the valley. Really good. Real estate's really good. I mean, it's just busting everywhere. Why is that? I believe it's a sign of revival. The peace of God, the shalom of God, people from all over the world will seek the Lord. Now, it's talking about going to Jerusalem. It's talking about it, but it's a prophetic word to us. The people are coming. You know, people are moving here. I love our sisters from Hawaii. They moved. They didn't come just because the kind. They, I, I love what they said. We just got to come on a fire. Just want to come to fires over here when they come. What's that? Stick around. You'll find out. We're in the midst of revival. Can you say amen? I've got just a couple more things to say. The picture of revival is this. And, and if you're going to take notes, let me just give you five or six things. Number one, there's joy. I had them get rid of most of our tissue boxes. How come? Because that's enough crying already. It's time to have some joy for God's sake. It's time to have joy. I want to cry. Okay, well, there's a few tissue boxes around if you need them. So, I mean, I don't know. I walked in the church, and I never seen so many stinking tissue boxes in all my life. Every single row, all over the place. My God, what a, de what a depressed sight. God, help us. And I said, hey, Tammy, get rid of the, that's enough tissue boxes for God's sake. 
Time to have some joy. Joy is a picture. Joy fills the house. Come on, lift your hands and say joy. Joy. J-O-Y. Happiness, joy. Somebody said, I can't go to your church. It's just way too happy. I wanted to say sorry, but what do you say to that? You're just too excited. There's way too much joy here. I'm like, well, I think there's probably some depressed places you could find. I mean, you can't, you can't really apologize for that. There's an emphasis on the word of the Lord. Revival is among us. Joy, there's an emphasis of the word. I don't preach from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Not the Reader's Digest either. We preach from God's word. There's an emphasis, and I am, I'm encouraging you to get the word of the Lord for your life. There's an emphasis on the blessing of God, the, sh- the shalom, the peace. It's a big deal. I've got you over and over saying, I am blessed and I am multiplying. Say it with me. I am blessed and I am, say it again. I am blessed and I am multiplying. I'm trying to get it in your spirit. If you can't say it out of your mouth, then you'll never have it. You need to speak blessing. Stop cursing yourself. Stop saying, oh, I'll never have enough. Oh, Murphy's Law, just all jacked up. Work for somebody else. Here we go again. Shut up. Speak the blessing of God. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come and when I go. I'm the head and not the tail. I got the best parking spots. My food comes on time. I'm physically blessed. I'm fine. I'm married to you. Oh, God, help me. Oh. And this is my daughter. Wow. I'm blessed. Come on, somebody say, I'm blessed. And that handsome young man on the drums, where are you at? What's up? I got you. There's a hunger that comes from God's people. I'm trying to preach you hungry. I'm almost done. Lastly, it says they'll take the Jew by a sleeve and say, please lead us because we know God's with you. If you'll walk into all that God's pouring out here, all that God says in his word, you'll have your neighbors being like, okay, I can't take it. I can't take it. What do you got? What do you, what do you got? Where do you go? What's going on with you? And you'll be like, oh, shadata. <laughs> Everybody say Shandai. See, now you've prayed in tongues. Praise the Lord. That's, that's Chinese, I think, for the way or something like that. No, really. You can go look up Shandai. Want to know how to spell it? Just ask Hannah. And she'll tell you. <laughs> the blessing of God will attract people. people. If people don't want to spend time with you, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Y'all are right on the front row? Yeah, the fastest growing cities in, in, in Alaska. Wasilla and Palmer. I think it's a sign. You know why? You know why it's growing? Because people are like, something's up in the valley. I heard somebody say from Anchorage, no offense. 
What's that sucking sound you hear? That's the sucking sound of the blessing of God from Wasilla. God, we need to hit Anchorage. Anchorage needs a church like ours. And we will do it. I said we will do it. Just not quite ready. If you're feeling a call to Anchorage, you start praying and make sure you let me know. Amen. All right? If you're still smoking crack, stick around, get discipled. Amen. Become a leader. Ho, ho, ha, ha, he, he. Go ahead, try it. Some of you baptize on lemon juice. Try it, ready? Ho, ho, ha, 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 Oh, come on, I'm done. Be a bridge. Let the blessing of God be on you so strong that people are like, where do you go to church? What, what, what is Christian? Je- who's Jesus? And you just begin to lead people to Christ and drag them up in here. If you're afraid of winning to Christ, bring them here. We'll get them saved. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed all across this place. If you're not right with God, don't leave this place in that condition. There is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, won't you do it now? You say, that's me, Pastor. Want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him because you drifted. Give your life back to him today. Number three, maybe you're just not assured of your salvation. All across this place, those online. You say, that's me, Pastor. Pray this prayer. Right out loud, right now, say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart, come into my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.